Welcome to the Coffee Kids and Crazy Podcast, a show about creating heart-to-heart connection with your kids. Your podcast hosts, Brittany Serple and Seth Dahl, are here to answer your biggest parenting questions so that you can become a powerful parent. So get ready for breakthrough as I welcome your hosts, Brittany and Seth. Well, welcome to Coffee Kids and Crazy. We're back with another episode. Another one. This one's going to be totally different than any we've ever done because we have had so many questions from you guys that we're just going to have an episode where we answer questions. Yep. We're diving into some good ones. I, we I have think some good ones. Just in the last 24 hours, we had one question that was asked four times. Yeah. So... We're going to get to it. Which is the most frequently asked question of all time when it comes to parenting. So we'll get into that one first. First question, always. Always. And so, but before we do that, Mm -hmm. of course, of course, we have to do our meme. meme. So if you're not watching on YouTube, you're listening, you need to go to our social media. Go to Brittany or Seth at Instagram Mm -hmm. and or Facebook. You have to put our last names in there. Yeah. You you probably know how to find us by now. Brittany Serple or Seth Dahl. And... Check these memes out. These are gold. These they're are pure just, gold. They're just entertaining and they help you lighten up a little bit. Just laugh at the reality of how parenting mm-hmm. is. I do love this meme. It is funny. This is awesome. So for those of you that are listening, I will describe it to you. Is this a, in the far distance you can see a child. She's kind of smiling. There's toys gathered around where she is. And but what you can really see up close is a parent's hand. Mm-hmm. And it's a, a leaf of lettuce. Is hiding, which is what the a child very can large see. leaf, of uh-huh, a yep. good piece of romaine, mm-hmm. and behind it. So there's probably a s- strategy to the finger placement. Mm-hmm. Behind that leaf of lettuce is an ice cream sandwich. So you can see the ice cream sandwich. The kid can see the see, lettuce. Yeah. And it says, "Me as a parent trying to hide my snacks from the unemployed person in my house." Yep. Which happens to be the child. It should also say, follow me for more parenting hacks. Yes. Because that's a good one. That's <laughs> parenting a parenting hack. hack. Hiding right the here. snacks. Oh, so I, I remember my mom was hoping that we wouldn't like cinnamon because she would buy cinnamon candy, but mm-hmm. we all liked it. So she was out of luck. Backfired. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, my grandma whoops. was the same way. Licorice. Mm-hmm. Ben buys black licorice, hoping the kids don't like it. And they all like it. And we all like it. Yeah, we buy kombucha thinking our kids won't like it. My son literally texted me this morning. He goes, Dad, you have no kombucha left. I'm like, son, I actually like it when you yeah. drink all my kombucha. But Kombucha, that's what I've called kombucha. it. Kombucha. You know, he slams they, it. Uh, <laughs> I got none. I got none of my giant jug of kombucha because he drank it all. Well, you know, at least he's got a good digestive system. Is that what yeah. it's supposed to yeah, do? Yeah, he's got a good healthy gut. Yeah. Great. Yeah. But... The the people living rent free in your house mm-hmm. that you also gave birth to, they're the ones sneaking in and eating all your good snacks when you're not. I remember my parents used to hide Hagen Dogs ice cream in the very back of the freezer where we couldn't reach or see. Yeah, good. And then as well, as I got out when older, I would be like, "Where has this been? It's, it's been there it's the a whole entire trick that they had time. a long time ago." Yep. So, all right, well. Questions. Are you ready for these questions? Mm-hmm. They're I'm all ready. over the place. There's no rhyme yeah, or reason. No rhyme for them. or reason. So we're going to be bouncing all over. So please stay with us uh, and send us more of your questions. It's always fun yeah. to have them. Yeah, for sure. But, but this is the number one most asked question. First question ever okay. is spanking. spanking. I feel like we talked about this before. We have, but they keep keep wanting to ask us the same question. That's mm-hmm. right. Spanking. Should we have you it in other should episodes. You should you, should you not? Well, I am not opposed to spanking. 
Not opposed. Okay, nope. what does that mean? I know we do have people who listen who are probably from Scandinavian countries that mm-hmm. it's, it's actually illegal, illegal. to spank. Mm-hmm. But w- if you know us, we are very strong on having other consequences besides spanking available so that we're not using it's not spanking. The first. It's not the first tool mm-hmm. in the tool belt. Yep. It's the last, usually. It is way down at the end of the line. Yep. It's the last item on the yep. conveyor belt. So in an earlier episode in this season, I talked about when my daughter learned to get out of her car seat, mm-hmm. and she got out of her car seat on the freeway going 70 miles an hour, rolled down the window, and was trying to climb out the window. And I said, babe, if you if you do this again, it's a spanking. So here's some of my thoughts on spanking in a short version is where we want to discipline our kids and we have to understand that every everything we're doing is creating associ- associations in their mind mm-hmm. so you know whether it's the no fun chair whether it's hassle time whether it's fun or room all of these things are creating associations in the mind that mm-hmm. when i make this choice i get this to happen. Mm-hmm. We're, we're creating cause and effect in children who don't have their frontal lobe developed. We're training it. We're not, we're not slowing it down. We're helping speed it up as best we can by allowing consequences and stuff like this. But everything's creating associations in the mind. So I save spanking mostly for when I need to create an association in the mind. So my daughter's climbing out of the window at 70 miles an hour on the freeway if she if she follows through and gets out the window, the natural consequence for her decision is physical pain. Mm-hmm. If she runs out, if my kids run out into the road while there's traffic and they kick the ball into the road and they run and out they to get the ball, out. the natural consequence for playing in the road is physical pain. Mm-hmm. If you're playing on the roof or climbing out the window of the second story of the house – the natural consequence is physical pain. So I like to think through those things like what's the actual real life – if you were an adult, what's the real life consequence for this? So Mm -hmm. if you show up late for something, the real life consequence is not physical pain. It's probably time pain or relational pain or financial pain. Mm -hmm. So there's all these different – real life consequences that play out as adults. And I want to introduce that as much as possible in our children. So I'm creating associations in the mind. So if my kid's going to climb out the window at 70 miles an hour, that's where I'll use spanking. Why? I want you to connect. If I make this choice, physical pain will be the end result. Mm -hmm. Except I'm getting it from my dad's hand on my butt not from my skin being ripped off of my body and I'm rolling down the freeway at 70 miles an hour with cars swerving trying not to run me over. Mm -hmm. So when in these moments it's like, oh, the natural consequence is very high stakes. Falling off the roof is very high stakes, very expensive payment for your decision. So that's where I use spanking. Um, you know, we've talked about, we were just talking before this about like some people have gone so far away from spare the rod, spoil the child that they, it's getting crazy. It's getting crazy. And it's like, you know, the rod, I, I, I pull it out for that specific situation when I, when I need to, but I keep in mind, I'm, I'm disciplining you, not punishing you. I'm trying to create an association in the mind that you understand the consequence of this choice will hurt me mm-hmm. physically. Yeah. 
And I think for me with spanking our kids, it has been um, a choice so that there's not a jump in punishment that happens. It is a choice leading up to this moment, and um, it's still even a choice in right before it happens. Uh, and that's where I've used it in, you know, I think that when we go to one extreme, we abuse something, we go to one other extreme, we have absence of something. So there's, this is, this is where we have to find the happy medium. I would say Delaney spanked so much more than any other child. Also very different child than the other two, but spanking was one of the, my most comfortable tools. Mm -hmm. I was still learning I, I grew up, obviously, in the tools, but to apply them in a heated situation moment where I'm frustrated, exhausted, overwhelmed, I did pull out spanking more frequently. I, I don't fair. think that I... <laughs> I definitely did not spank her nearly as much as I got spanked. Mm -hmm. There was a, a wooden spoon everywhere we looked as a child. It just would pop up in random places. So I did a better job than my parents there, but it still was a very present tool. Definitely in the beginning, it was a form of punishment. And then I grew in these tools and understanding. I grew feeling in feeling powerful. I grew in understanding my goal with my children. Mm -hmm. And so I was able to move away from a place of punishment to a place of empowerment and discipline rather than punishment Yes, in understanding that. So... Uh, Lincoln by far has had the least amount of spankings uh, out of all the kids. And part of that is because of my, my growth, mm -hmm. my personal growth um, in my understanding and goal as a parent. And I think that that's one thing you need to pay attention to is if you're pulling up the spanking as a frequent tool you are probably stunted in your growth. Yes. And it's time to grow. And you're resorting back to what gets you a quick result. Mm -hmm. Fear, punishment. Mm -hmm. um, Fix your behavior right now. Mm -hmm. And and then we've got the other extreme where the, we don't spank at all, and you probably have chaos. Yeah, because freedom with no boundaries is, is chaos, chaos and, and boundaries with no freedom is control. Yeah. So you've got two extremes, and so you probably need to be paying attention to where have you been leaning and why have you been leaning that way. A lot of times I have parents that, that won't spank because they were near abused mm -hmm. um, or that spanking was so painful they didn't have a good connection with their parent. Mm -hmm. So they're, they have a pain that is associated with spanking, and that's real. Yeah. But that should not lead you. There's fear over here, just like there's fear over here. Yeah. So you've got to figure out who's your counselor. Yeah. And what you're going to do with it. Yeah. Yeah, we can't have that kind of thinking because, you know, it's like, oh, if I have painful experiences around eating healthy because my parents oh, yeah. used eating healthy in an abusive way and forced me to eat healthy and it was really painful. Does, was, that mean, does that mean does that mean I does that it. mean I should just feed my kids candy yep. from now on and not and give them whatever they want and not actually require them to eat healthy because I have painful experiences around it or should I get some healing and and some think through this a mm -hmm. little bit to go oh just because it wasn't used in a healthy way does that yep. mean it shouldn't be used ever Yep. And every time there was a spanking uh, when I was healthy when we I would say even in the process of Delaney, I, I started getting healthier and understanding the power of this tool and what I, how and when I wanted to use it. Mm -hmm. Reconnecting with her, 
number one priority every mm-hmm. time after using a spanking. Yes. Uh, of making sure that our hearts are connected, making sure that there's understanding. And I got better and better of leaning into all different choices. So the spankings got less and less throughout her life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would say toddler years, it was much more heavy handed on that. Um, I don't think she's scarred. I don't think she's broken. Nope, I, I don't, I look at me. I mean, I, my dad jokes that I have a cord of wood in my behind. So I am not scarred. I'm not broken. I, I used the tools I knew and I grew with those tools um, and changed the game from my parents. So yep. paying attention to where do you need to grow? Where do you need to adjust? I think those are big things to pay attention yep. to when it comes to spanking. Where and am I defaulting what's to? What's your goal? Yep. You know, so that's a great question. Always a really good one. Did you know Seth was an author of two books? It's true. He also has a bunch of other materials that you can use to raise spirit-filled, powerful children and so that you can win at parenting. Go take a look at SethDahl.com. Another question we got is communicating and teaching about the Holy Spirit to your young kids. How do we create a culture, a spiritual culture, when our kids are little? Yeah. And then how do we do it when our kids are old and maybe they don't want to do prophetic art, they don't want to sit and soak, or, or they just have a different agenda because their lives are full of mm-hmm. other activities. So how do we, how do we create a uh, value and, and of a spiritual atmosphere for our family? And I think there's a lot of ways. There's a lot of ways. There's a, there's a lot. This is, I mean, you know, practically you could play this out a lot of different ways. One way that we've done this to communicate teaching about the Holy Spirit so is, and hopefully by the time this is out, this will be ready. I ha- I'm, I'm working on a resource, so I've been testing it in my home, practicing this in my home, but... I, we, we bought a big piece of, um, cork board. Mm -hmm. We painted it. We painted a giant tree on it and we cut out a ton of fruit. And so we have all the fruit of the spirit cut out and then we have, everybody has a name. Everyone has their own fruit. They have their name on it. So arrow has love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. Everyone does. I do. Lauren does. The kids do. And then we have other ones like leadership. We have um, honesty, we have courage, we have serving, we have helping others. We have a few more that we've added that we're calling. They're not fruit of the Spirit, but they're fruit from a life connected to the Holy Spirit. So I've used it to say, hey, what we want to do is look for times where the Holy Spirit is is bearing fruit in our life, growing mm-hmm. fruit in our life, where we are working together with the Holy Spirit, where we are in tune with the Holy Spirit. Because part of teaching kids about the Holy Spirit is teaching kids that y- you're connected to Him. You believe in Jesus, you are connected to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. He, You are one spirit with Him. He is involved in your life. You just need to learn to recognize mm-hmm. when you're actually in partnership with Him because yeah. a lot of times we don't even realize that. And so, And creating a culture in our home where we're actually looking to go, Hey, that was kind. Mm. That was really Calling kind. Out. Calling out what mm-hmm. we see going good in their lives, you know. And so we go like, here, let's go hang up a kindness fruit for August. Let's go hang up a, a patience fruit for Arrow. You know, like that was really patient mm-hmm. and taking time to do that. And so 
it should be ready by the time you hear this. It's probably available on my website. But but that's one way we've done this is I'm teaching my kids. They know what the fruit of the Holy Spirit are. They know what other fruit are that grow in our lives. We also put love down at the bottom in the mm-hmm. root system. So my daughter started painting roots, and then we painted love in there, and I showed them. Uh, I think it's Ephesians 3.17 that says uh, being rooted and grounded Mm -hmm. in the love of God. So we talk about like when we know we're loved by God, we pull those nutrients into our lives. We we grow out of our lives, love, joy, peace, patience, leadership, helping others, serving, et cetera. cetera. So, you know, we're we're, and every day Mm -hmm. is a constant reminder. So we sit down in the morning and go, hey, remember, we're looking for fruit. We're looking for the Holy Spirit's activity in our lives. We want to catch it. We want to call it out. We want to do it. And as soon as we fill our tree with fruit, Mm -hmm. we're going to have a fun adventure that we're going to do together as a family. And so our goal is to create an environment where we're looking for people partnering with the Holy Spirit and we're looking to partner with the Holy Spirit in our lives. And so that's that's one thing we're doing. Yeah. Um, practical. It's visual. It's in our home. We yeah. we're we're doing it on a regular basis. Even when we're not at home, we're rem- hey, remember when we get home. Era was yeah. really patient. Remember August was really peaceful in mm-hmm. this moment. And so we. That's one thing that we're doing practically. Yeah. Now we could talk probably forever about <laughs> how to communicate this. You know, like. You see this cup of water? This is like the Holy Spirit. He will refresh you. You just need to pick him up and receive. You just need to receive the Holy Spirit that's available to you at all times to refresh you when you feel dehydrated in your life. He's, you know, so you can use all different ways to communicate the Holy Spirit to your kids. Which that's what I would recommend is how do how do I communicate? You know, I can take this and say, you know, this is very much like the Holy Spirit. Like you know, I can ask him a question and he can tell me from God what mm-hmm. his perspective is. Or I can access things that are only available in other places. Or God can communicate to me through my screen in my mind and mm-hmm. talk to me, play videos in my mind, show me visions in my mind. That's the Holy Spirit communicating from God to you like you do with your tablet, your phone, yeah. the TV the streaming service of God. So there's a lot of ways to talk about how how to teach your kids about the Holy Spirit. There's some from me. Some from Seth. So I I really think the simplified things and not trying to make a sermon out of something, just looking at one area when you're tucking them into bed. Mm-hmm. You know the Holy Spirit's like this blanket and you make mm-hmm. a big deal if you just tuck them all in. Yep. Because he is your comforter. Yeah. You know, Boom. he makes you feel warm. He makes you feel safe. He's like your favorite stuffed animal. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, you just, you, you're just constantly dropping in these little pieces of truth that they remember and hold on to, and then they bring into a different moment. Yeah. And and they, they take it with them. Whenever you need comfort. Remember Whenever he's you need your anything, getting yeah. rid of the fear, I mean, all, all different areas where they get to activate it. You're you're dropping seeds, and I, I one of the things I often I, I feel like parents are stuck on is I'm not a Sunday school teacher, I don't work with children, you know, but you are their parent, mm-hmm. and how do you experience the Holy Spirit? Okay, now just take it down a few notches to something simple like a glass of water, yeah. a blanket, yeah, um, application of it frequently in mm-hmm. little areas, looking for moments to say, hey. 
you realize that was the Holy Spirit? Hey, yeah. do you realize that's what the Holy Spirit's like? Hey, yeah. we went and played in the sprinkler on a 110-degree day. Oh, my gosh, that's like the Holy Spirit. Like, you can just yeah. look for moments to drop it. So it's not a sermon. It's not nope. a lecture. It's not a teaching. It's pointing stuff. Like, Jesus is walking with his mm-hmm. disciples going, you're like a city on a hill. Why? Well, in Israel, you walk down the street in the evening, there's a city on a hill, and it's really easy to go, oh, he's probably walking down the street and goes, by the way, that's what you're like. Mm-hmm. And he just drops it there and keeps going. I we I took the girls to go get a bank account because they've uh, raised money for doing their 4-H stuff, and so we got a, an account for them. And I, when we first went, I forgot. I felt like I was supposed to bring their passport, but I didn't because I thought I had enough mm-hmm. stuff. And we get there, and I needed one more thing. Yeah. And we ended up getting lemonade from somewhere, and we decided to go a different day. And I said, you know what's funny is that the Holy Spirit is so helpful. He gave me the idea. He, he gave an idea, and it was me that chose not to listen. I said, it's as simple as those little moments that the Holy Spirit's trying to be helpful. Yeah. And so paying attention to how he speaks to you yeah. and these moments of thought or these feelings, that's the Holy Spirit. So I got to tell them that I didn't do a good job. Yeah, I didn't listen. Listen to the Holy Spirit in a simple and it, thing. And as, it came in the form of a thought mm-hmm. that I disregarded. And and so now we have to do it again. Yeah. But it, they were laughing and they were like, "Mom, if you just listen to the Holy Spirit, I'm like, I know. If I, I know, just we all, yeah. Thanks, kids. And keep that in your mind yeah. too. If you just listen to the Holy Spirit. So too. then a couple of days later, Delaney did something, and she goes, "Oh, I almost brought that." I said, "If you would have just listened to the Holy Spirit," and mm-hmm. she, we just start laughing because the reminder of that that little check, those little moments where the Lord's trying to help us yes, all the time. Always. And and it's in silly little things like that, but activating you know this I've application done too? is like, so good. We're driving down the road and the map is on, mm-hmm. and I turn somewhere else because I want to take a different road because I want to go the toll yep. road, not mm-hmm. the free road. Because yep. in Texas, the toll roads just get you there way faster, way faster. and you get to drive I, 80, I not too. 55. The toll roads are beautiful, worth the cost. So I'm like, I'm not going to go that way. I'm turning the toll road. And then, you know, the map's going. Rerouting. Redirecting route. Mm-hmm. And and my kids are like, Dad, it's redirecting route. Like, yeah. You know, it's like the Holy Spirit. Like, if you make a turn different than what he told you to do, he'll adjust to get you back on track to where you, so that you can get to the destination he he has for you. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we make those decisions that yep. we're like, whoops, I didn't listen. But he's going to redirect our route to still try to get us to the same destination. And when we realize we haven't listened, we just adjust and listen. Mm-hmm. It's called repenting. Like mm-hmm. I literally was like, that's repenting, to change what you're doing, change what you're thinking, mm-hmm. agree with him, and start following him again. Mm-hmm. And so like, oh, well, we just had a five-minute moment Talking teaching about, about the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit because I turned differently than the map said. And you have those moments teaching the Holy Spirit because I should have brought the passport and didn't listen. I, did. I love it. Simple things. Simple. I just watching for the moments where you can go. Oh, there you it know is. what? Hey, that's that's it. Don't be afraid of them. Mm-hmm. I would lean into that. Don't be afraid. So. Um, all right. Here's one on teens. Okay. All over the place. All over. The we place. went from spanking to the Holy Spirit uh-huh. so to good. teens uh-huh. and when consequences fail, and they don't turn it around and seem to get stuck. Yeah. I, I mean this feels like it could be one of those that would be helpful to have a little more information, yep. but 
but you have teenager, a teenager. Almost another one. Almost another one. But what when consequences fail with teens and they're not turning around? I think there's a there's a few things like Seth said. Um, sometimes consequences fail because the child doesn't believe your consequences. You know, you talked about this in another mm-hmm. episode where you went out. The mom says, "We're going to leave. We're going to leave." Yeah. I think the same thing is, "I'm going to take your phone. I'm going to take your phone. I'm going to take don't your take phone." It. And you never do. So there's no, they don't believe you. So the consequence is real. I'll put that over there. Yeah. So that's problem number one. Yeah. Are your consequences actually real? Are you following through with them? I think the other piece is uh, we are often moved by convenience. So we might set a consequence in, and we are hopeful mm-hmm. that they're ready to, to just have their phone back or have those opportunities back because it would make our life easier. Um, or a child is trying to, they're so smart. They're, mm-hmm. they, they try to convince us that they're ready, that they're in a good spot, and we give into it. Uh, and and that's, that's another time where you end up in the same boat again because you weren't willing to go past into the land of discomfort and really see if there's shift and change in this kid. Yeah. Um, because I will say every single time that we put a hard consequence in, oh, we are in the thick of disconnected, painful, just struggle, a lot of fear in there. And I have to ride this storm until we get on the other side. It's almost like when Jesus, you know, wakes up and everything calms down again. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for that moment yeah. where they come back to themselves and realize who they are. Mm-hmm. But that isn't on my timeline. And I have to be okay that it's not my timeline. Yes. It's their timeline of when they're going to repent, when they're going to change, that I get to give back this opportunity of trust mm-hmm. or permission or whatever it is. I know for us, um, Delaney's season, we were really looking for her to not be so selfish. Um, and and that manifested in she was so consumed with herself. She was so disrespectful to her siblings. She was disrespectful to us. She didn't, she lacked awareness to anything but her, which I think is a lot of teenagers. Mm-hmm. And it's become a, a permission that we just, oh, they're a teenager. Well, this is kind of like the terrible twos. Oh, they're two. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in this. Mm-hmm. I don't want to settle for this being a label that I participate in. Mm-hmm. Sure, seasons are hard. Different seasons are harder than mm-hmm. others. But I'm not going to make this part of my declared culture, yes. if you will. Yes, and allow it to just give full-on permission mm-hmm. to do whatever they yep. want. Yeah. Exactly. So... In the season of writing a year where Delaney had no phone, we were looking for her to humble herself. And, you know, she started growing and being kinder to everyone and being softer, and that was great. And there's moments where I was like, is this it? Is this it? I felt like we were waiting for a double dutch. Like, I'm I'm trying to jump in without yeah. getting hit, uh-huh. which feels like regret. Of, yeah. Oh, I did it too soon. I'm back here again. I have to start all over. So there was a lot of navigating, which you know, the goodness of the Lord is he's with us, that Holy Spirit mm-hmm. we just talked about. Mm-hmm. He's there to help us make great choices. And I remember it was a really silly moment, but it was the one that changed us from knowing we were she was ready and, and that humility had really sunk in. 
I, she came in later than everyone else from the animals. And I'm like, what is, what took so long? Like, what are you doing? I, I mean, she was out there for a really long time, which she gets distracted with them and petting. And I, yeah, my but kids she too. was out there for a long time. And she said, oh, well, one of the goats got into the feed area and got trapped overnight. And so there was poop and pee everywhere and everything was all dirty and gross. And so I just, I cleaned it up because it needed to get done. Wow. So I, I was like, oh, well, thank you. Cause that's normally my job. Mm-hmm. She walks away and goes, I think she went and got in the shower cause it was a mess, but it was this moment where she took ownership of something that wasn't necessarily hers, but it was the family's mm-hmm. and it was a gross job. But it was something that she... And she did it all on her own. Without even telling any of us. But this this part, positioning of her heart to be part of our family, our culture, and our community shifted. And she was really engaged in it. So I would be looking for that moment um, yeah. before giving permission back. You know, you said earlier, looking for them to come to themselves. So that's mm-hmm. a quote from the prodigal son. Mm-hmm. He came to himself. Yeah. So if you look in that story, the father's literally not chasing down his son. Yeah. Yeah. He's allowing his son to have the consequence for his choice. It's getting more and more painful for the kid. The yeah. dad is not rescuing him. Mm-hmm. The dad is not saving him. The dad has not left the home. The dad is still home right where he's available. But that dad is watching mm-hmm. every day every moment looking for a sign that his kid is returning and the kid finally comes to himself gets up starts walking back as soon as the dad sees him Mm -hmm. the dad runs the dad's waiting to run waiting to run waiting looking for moments for him to come to himself come back towards the as soon as he comes towards the family the father is 100 miles an hour as fast as he can run he's grabbing him there's a lot to that story but but the point is pay attention. Like sometimes the consequences are failing. And so we'll step in and ask, actually rescue them or we'll step in and, and change something when it's like, no, this thing is actually just beginning to work. The pig pen is starting to work. It's mm-hmm. magic on this kid. The, the food is about to look real enticing. He's going to want to put it in his stomach and then he's going to remember who he is, yeah. who he's a part of, what family he's a part of, what he what he just left. Identity. He's going to remember who he is. He's going to come back to himself, and it's going to cause him to come back towards you, and that's when you run, jump in there, grab, hug, kiss, get the yeah, ring, get the robe, all that. kill that fatted calf right now. And it's, it is a waiting game. It is uncomfortable. It is an uncomfortable wait because I, if I, if I violate your process then i start this all over for the two of us yeah when i actually stop you from learning Mm -hmm. i get in the way of the revelation that's going to change your life to remembering who you are that you you have wow for every other battle you face yeah but when i take it from you because of the discomfort Mm -hmm. i rob you of a journey that you were meant to fulfill yeah so my gosh it that's the hard part. <laughs> and then not only did I prevent you from learning, it's the rest of development. I've actually yeah. slowed down your ability to learn and 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 the consequences are how kids learn. Well, I, the, that struggle mm-hmm. was relieved. And so every time that their struggle 
they're looking for a relief instead of, okay, I know the breakthrough's going to come, and I'm going to grow out of this, yeah. and I'm going to master this thing that is so hard. Yeah. But if I don't let them struggle and I don't let them master how to navigate. What comes out on the other side is amazing. Oh, so good. So amazing. I've literally had to tell parents, I said, you you are so afraid for your kids to have discomfort, for mm -hmm. your kids to have a consequence, that you step in and tell them what to yep. do and make them do it so that you can protect them from a consequence, but you're actually preventing them from learning. Do not stop protecting oh, your weird. kids from consequences. Stop preventing your kids from learning. Stop preventing the that repentance, that change, mm -hmm. that revelation. You're preventing it when you step in too soon. I've literally had to yeah. tell parents that. Don't protect your kids from learning anymore. Yeah, because that's what you're doing. If I would have, if Ben and I would have jumped in and Delaney's season of discovering who she is, she wouldn't fight for who she is. Yeah, she wouldn't know how to fight yeah, for. She doesn't know who she and is protect still. who she is. Yeah, she wouldn't know her worth, her value, if she didn't find it for herself. Because I can tell you, you're amazing. You're amazing. You're great. You're great. You're you're a daughter of the king, mm -hmm. son of the king. Yep. I can tell you all these all things, day long. but until it's yours and you own it and you believe it, and a lot of that comes out of a struggle, mm -hmm. then I won't ever protect it. Yeah. And I'll give it away yeah. over and over again. So that's the tension I feel most teen parents are in is this waiting game that's uncomfortable for us. Mm -hmm. um, and remembering my favorite things for all teen parents, what you do control permission, opportunity, yeah, and resources. Was, yeah. Those are killer keys to remember, permission, opportunity, resources. Which you've talked about in detail with examples yep. in a previous podcast yep, somewhere time. in the last year. Yep. So good. Okay, well, we only got through a few questions, but yep. that's because we've got so much good stuff to say. We have so much good stuff to say, and we do have lots more questions, but we'll, we'll we're get them in some other way. Mm -hmm. But... Dive in there, parents. Yep. Keep keep fighting for all the good stuff, your culture, the presence of the Holy Spirit, not settling and yep. chasing Boundaries. after all this this richness that's available for your family to be amazing. Yep. And we believe in you. What do you always say? Uh, you got this. You got this. Thanks for listening. Never miss an episode of the Coffee Kids and Crazy podcast by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or watch it on the Loving on Purpose YouTube channel. That's it for this episode. We'll see you next time.